his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Christine Flowers, good morning. Hey, darling. It's been a minute, and I just have to, I, I giggled only because when you opened up um, your, you know, the show today, you said something about in the city and beyond, and I, <laughs> I don't know why I thought of this, but I thought of Buzz Lightyear. Remember, to infinity <laughs> and beyond. beyond. <laughs> I think of you that way. You're a superhero. So it's true. That's your tagline. Um, <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so much has been happening since the last time we spoke. And, you know, and then there's this little election thing going on yeah. in a couple of days. So yeah. lots to talk about. And wasn't that tragic about that, that, that mother and her child? I mean, what, what, we keep saying what kind of world are we living yeah. in, but it's, it's over and over. And then I see the anti-Semitism that's going on. Um, I see it, it's, it's, I almost feel as, as if I'm propelled back uh, 50, 60, 70 years when there was such overt hatred. And, you know, we're, we're in a, a period now where people talk about empathy and kindness and being politically correct and using the correct words and not offending people. And it's just, it's a veneer. Um, it's a facade because we've gotten crueler to each other um, and using the correct language to address each other or to address issues, talk about things, doesn't change the fact that I think we've become an essentially crueler um, race of people. A race of uh, genus, class of humanity or inhumanity. Yeah, and which brings us to you had a great op-ed piece in uh, the Courier and talking about this that, and and from your unique perspective, of course, as a top immigration attorney, and you started out by talking about asylum law. You know that basically, and I love the I love the way you you know artfully write this because in essence, if some of these students were seeking asylum some of these American citizens here in Pennsylvania and across the nation on college campuses, if they were seeking asylum and they were recorded doing these things, would they not be allowed to go through the process, the legal process of gaining citizenship? Yeah. Excuse me. I'm glad you pointed that out. Um, that When I had seen so many of these uh, students locally, uh, particularly at Penn and Drexel, Swarthmore, uh, and, and sadly at my alma mater, uh, Bryn Mawr, the other day, when they are out there uh, chanting slogans like, uh, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, which is basically the slogan of Hamas. They're supporting Hamas. Now, Hamas is a terrorist organization. It is on the terror list. It's not, they're not 
armed militants. They're terrorists, and the U.S. government has recognized that. And there's a little something in asylum law that says that if you're seeking refuge in the United States, but you have provided material support, and that's the actual legal term, material support to a terror group, even if that terror group has a gun to your head or a gun to the head of your child, even if you are under duress, if you give money, if you give food, if you give medical assistance, if you give material support to that terror group, you very likely will be barred from obtaining asylum because there's this understanding that no matter what, it's kind of a strict liability offense. If you support terrorism, even if it's against your own you know, will, um, you're not entitled to the protection of uh, international and asylum law. Now, the question would be, what's material support? Is marching uh, through a city or on a campus screaming out your support for Hamas? Is that material support under asylum law. Um, the First Amendment comes into play. I'm not sure that that would actually be the case. However, it is enough. It is enough to question the, um, the, the, the status of some students who may be here under non-immigrant visas. And I've said this, and I know that there are people who say, well, you know, you're an immigration attorney. Yes, I am. And I deal with this all of the time. You need when you are here by the grace of the U.S. government and you are here studying or doing whatever you're doing, it's incumbent upon you not to violate your status. And I'm not saying that they're violating their status by representing strong views in support of Palestine, but if that crosses over the line into support for a terrorist organization. And it's very difficult to disentangle the two at this moment. It's making, there's a, there's, it's very, very difficult to see where the support for Palestine begins and, or the support for Palestine ends and the support for Hamas begins. If you do that, um, it's an issue and it's a problem. So, um, but the, you know, beyond that, beyond that, on the overt and blatant anti-Semitism that I have seen over the past few weeks has just, it's shocked me. Um, I shouldn't be shocked. I'm not Jewish, so I don't live with this on a daily basis, and maybe that's why it's shocking me um, even more, because I don't wake up in the morning and have to deal with, oh, Am I going to be attacked because I'm of a particular, you know, I'm, I'm an ethnicity or a race or a religion? Um, you know, I mean, Catholics have had our problems, and I've written about that as well. There's a lot of anti-Catholicism in, in this community, but it's nothing compared to anti-Semitism. And I'd also like to say something about um, this pairing of uh, anti-Semitism and Islamophobia. When I hear certain people um, on the left and some on the right talking about, yes, there's a rise of anti-Semitism and Islamophobia. They will always yes. add the end Islamophobia. That's so disingenuous, Dawn, because uh, the, the vast majority of the ethnic and religious attacks in the past couple of weeks have been against Jews and against Israelis. And there has there have been instances of Islamophobia. There was a lot of it after 9-11. I know it. I lived through it. I had clients who were really persecuted because of it. But that's not what's happening right now. There's not a lot of Islamophobia going on in the city of Philadelphia. And you can point to isolated incidents, but you, you cannot you you cannot compare that to what's happening with swastikas being drawn on walls 
down here at 12th and Chestnut in front of the uh, Wanamaker, I still call it Wanamaker, the Macy's Mm -hmm. building, um, there was a sign, a poster for the Broadway show Wicked that's, you know, which I love Wicked, by the way, and Right next to that poster with the, the word wicked, somebody had scrawled, graffitied, Israel is. Israel is. And then you saw the sign for wicked. And, you know, Israel is wicked. I mean, this is happening every day. And I'm sorry, the Islamophobia that you see in the city is not anywhere near the depth and severity of the anti-Semitism that you're seeing, particularly on campuses. So it's disgusting, and um, I'm so glad that you've talked about it and and other people have talked about it. And, uh, you know, the, the quote from Martin Luther King Jr. that I keep hearing over and over, and it's, it really resonates, is in the end, it's not the words of our enemies that will hurt us. It will be the silence of our friends. And I said, silence is a bullet. So if you're not out there, and especially if you're non-Jewish and you're not out there defending your friends um, and condemning these attacks, then you're not a friend. You need to speak out now. Everyone needs to speak out. And it's easy to do. Just post something on social media. And it will make our friends um, in the Jewish community feel that they're not alone, because I really do think that a lot of them feel isolated right now. And so just yesterday, under pressure, I mean, Penn, Ivy League Penn right here in, in our backyard, um, you know, had big donors backing out and saying, nope, you're not going to get our millions. We've had it with with your allowance and tolerance of all the anti-Semitic acts that we've seen at Ivy League schools, including UPenn. So just yesterday, their president announcing this new plan, this task force. It's a new task force on anti-Semitism. And uh, one of the lines was, first of all, said that there were incidents on Penn's campus this fall. So I thought it was important that Liz you know, McGill went through the incidents and said they had an individual shouting anti-Semitic obscenities, destroying property, a swastika painted in on an academic building, hateful graffiti outside a fraternity, just giving some of those examples and then condemning them, saying they're appalling, they're unacceptable, we unequivocally condemn these hateful acts. And so then she, at one point, said, you know, Penn has has some work to do. And so I thought it was a good step. I can't believe it took this long, quite frankly. Yeah. I mean, basically... Yeah. They didn't do anything when it was covered in the media, uh, and it made national news and international news. They didn't do anything. Really, unfortunately, I have to say it's a bad look, Christine, when they really didn't do anything until some of their biggest donors publicly said, that's it, I'm done, I'm I'm closing up my checkbook. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't exactly, it wasn't even that they were shamed into doing it. They were, they, they were scared. They, they don't want to lose their, um, you know, their, their donor base. They, they have a huge endowment, but still, I mean, when you have somebody like Mark Rowan and, I mean, you have, um, uh, John Huntsman, you know, these yes. are, these are, these are, these are alums of Wharton and, and Penn. And when you have them coming out and saying, mm, we're closing up the, the bank account, the checkbook, the purse, we're no longer, that's when they get scared. And, and isn't, 
Isn't that sad it that is. money is the thing that has triggered this? Because as you, you know, you're, you said it, you're, you're, you made a fabulous point. It's only when the donor started rebelling that they decided to find their moral center, um, such, such as it is. I still can't believe that they held that uh, Palestinian writers yes. um, session. It's fine to do that, but then don't invite noted anti-Semites yes. to speak. Don't give them an opportunity. I saw a video this morning of, and, and I mean, she's, she's just at Penn. She's not, I'm sure she's not supported by Penn, but it was a student out there um, calling Hamas freedom fighters. And I'm like, okay, you know, I never called the IRA freedom fighters, and I'm half Irish. Uh, you know, the IRA was a terror group, and I, I used to get into some fights with my Irish friends, like, well, no, not really. I said, yeah, kind of, they are, yeah, they're, they're, they're killing little Protestant children and little Catholic children, so yeah, they're not freedom fighters. <laughs> I, look at, I look at Hamas, I looked at the PLO the same way, I look at the Taliban the same way. I mean, yeah, you can call them freedom fighters, and, and you can call... Um, you, you can call uh, chocolate. What's this? Well, I'm not even thinking. You, you can you can call um, that carnation instant breakfast milk that you added yeah. water to. You can call that milk, <laughs> but it's not really it might look like it. That's so true. So anyway, your thoughts on the Johnny Doc, the second the second federal trial that got underway yesterday? Do you think in any way just the fact that it's in the headlines that <laughs> that in any way this impacts Election Day in Philadelphia, that the trial is going on and making the headlines? I, I don't, only because I think that, you know, people, uh, it's weird. Um, I have a, a love-hate relationship with, with Johnny Doc. <laughs> I think, I really do. I think that he did a lot of good for the city. Um, I think he's from that older generation that, kind of, you know, you, you shake, uh, what is it? You wash my hand. I wash your hand. You shake my hand. It's, he's, he's, he's a part of Philadelphia kind of, you know, turn over the little rock and the little things start crawling out. And some of the things are good and some of the things are bad, but I think it's already baked into the system that Johnny doc is not this, this trial is not going to have any kind of impact on the current races that are, are going. Um, he's an old school Dem and I think right now there's a battle for the soul of the Democrats, and that's between the very, very crazy socialist, communist progressives like Kendra uh, Brooks and um, and Nick. Oh my gosh, what's his last name? It's just it's like going out of my head. Her running mate from the Working Families Party, yes. um, Nicholas O'Connor O'Connell. Oh gosh, I'm not gonna remember his name. O'Rourke. O'Rourke. Thank you. Thank you. I know, and you know how I know it so well. I get all the, um, I mean, the the campaign, not just people going door to door, but I just got another one. Yet last night, the mailman came late, and you have all these like shiny postcards. And on one <laughs> hand, they're saying, "Don't go ooh, with those evil <laughs> the, the communist, you know, working party." <laughs> and then, but for the first time, I did get one about Drew Murray and uh, Jim Hasher as the Republicans. Oh, good. So good, I got one good. of those, but. <laughs> The Democrats definitely are are doing a better job and have more money as far as door to door and those the, all the shiny pamphlets and whatnot. 
They they do. They do. And they're always they're really good with the grassroots. They're very good at walking around and knocking on doors and uh but I I think in a bizarre way, I I think even I mean if you have the inquirer coming out and endorsing Drew Murray yes. and not even mentioning the WFP or mentioning them in a in a sort of like in a negative way, um, the the tide is turning in Philadelphia because let's put it this way: Sherelle Parker is a Democrat, but she's not a scary Democrat. She and David O. There's very little daylight between the two of them in on many of their positions. I think there's been a move to the center, not you know, not. They're, they're the radicals on both ends of each party, but I do think that the majority of people right now, they're tired of the rhetoric and they really just want, and that's why Sherelle won the primary because the, the more extreme candidates kind of canceled each other out. And so yeah. she was the last woman standing. Um, but I, I think people are really tired of a lot of these social issues, extremist issues, and they want people who are going to be in there and just do the heavy lifting. And someone like like Drew, who has been in specific life for, gosh, 15, 16 years, is an appealing character, as opposed to someone who is out there putting out those little flyers and going from door to door saying, you know, we're going to make sure that you never have to pay your rent to your landlord ever again, Kendra. Um, we're going we're gonna to make sure that there's a, a chicken in every pot and we're going to pay for your college yeah. tuition regardless of whether or not, you know, you're doing female studies, women's studies. It's just people are tired. And so that's why I think that the whole thing with Johnny Doc, to bring it full circle, mm-hmm. is not going to really impact it that much. Because I don't, I, I don't, you know, I mean, even he's kind of, if you look at the, the, the radical progressives today, Johnny Doc was a centrist compared to them, um, or even a conservative compared to them. I don't even think he had positions on, on um, social yeah. issues, you know. So I don't really see that as a, as a, as a big deal. Then again, I'm not. I'm not really into the whole power structure in the city, and I, um, you know, I'm not the voice of authority on that. I just don't see it as being a big factor. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker worker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
And I just want to get your take on, first of all, here's, yesterday City Council, they get DA Larry Krasner giving the play-by-play of this prison video. And it's it's very unfortunate that for these guards, who I know they, they've had a lot of issues, their union has spoken out and said that they have long shifts, they have a, they don't have enough guards, uh, they have a ton of shortages, etc. But the video is pretty damning. And so Krasner does this play-by-play, and he's so outraged because this guard, she fell asleep, and he's slamming these prison guards as far as that led to these, you know, two escapees, one a convicted murder. We had talked about it, what, last, was it May? And they escaped, mm-hmm. and then they caught him, etc. But did right, you have Kevin Conti? Yes. No, this was not Kevin Conti. This was actually the Philadelphia one, Nasir Grant. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah, right, that. right. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. And so that was in, in Philadelphia. That was right before Cavalcanti. It was a weird. So, mm-hmm. but my 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 question to you was just your take on that visual of Larry Krasner of all people giving the play by play and talking about that the video. It is now gone, you know, and you see it. And yep, there's the guard sound asleep, and you know, while they're getting out and crawling through the open hole. So. All this newly released video, everybody's talking about it today. I didn't know if you had a take on it at all or if you had any thoughts on that one. Well, I think, I mean, I have a lot of thoughts on Larry Krasner, but <laughs> I think he's, uh, it, it's just chutzpah, Dawn, for him to be there ridiculing. It's basically grandstanding. The, the, the man's policies themselves have done more harm to public safety than anything that these guards may have done. Yeah, it's a bad look for the guards. Um, but I, you know, I, I know some prison guards. I'm, I'm personal friends with some of them. It's not an easy job. Um, it's, yeah, they should be a little bit more alert, particularly when they're guarding, you know, convicted mm-hmm. first degree murderers. But for the, the district attorney to stand there as the, the, um, you know, the voice of reason and the arbiter of public safety when he himself, as I said, has done pretty much everything he possibly can to endanger, um, innocent Philadelphians with his policies on low bail, no bail, empty, you know, defund the police, empty the jails, um, not prosecuting um, serious uh, gun offenses. It just, it, it's ridiculous. And it's a, he's doing it just because he's, I, I really think he's a, um, a, a media, I don't want to use the bad word, yeah. but media rhymes with bore, you know, he's yeah. <laughs> just out there and it's, Again, it's chutzpah. It's like, remember, I love this this thing where the guy kills his mother and father and then he throws himself on the, the mercy of the court because he's an orphan. I mean, that's what Larry Krasner is doing. He's basically saying, oh, this is the reason that you guys aren't safe and we must do something. You know, we must punish these public servants who aren't doing their jobs. Um, but, you know, don't don't look at that man behind the curtain over there, meaning uh, me, who is doing absolutely nothing to protect your safety and your interests. And you know what? I feel like I'm a, the old lady screaming at the wind over here <laughs> because he got reelected. It's just it's almost yeah. like no matter what the man does, he could go. Remember what Donald Trump said? I could go on, you know, on Fifth Avenue and shoot someone and still get elected. And Larry Krasner's the same way. He could just go out there with an AK-47, shoot someone, and he'll get reelected. It just it, it, Talking about it almost, it just feels like, you know, whatever. Let's just have coffee and Stella Doro and laugh about it. 
Well, and I wonder, though, I do wonder with Sherelle Parker coming in, if if the fact that Sherelle Parker, as you pointed out, won over those progressives who would have aligned better with Krasner, does mm-hmm. does Sherelle Parker getting the spot, the spot by dem, by the voters in Philadelphia, does that send a message that they are done with Krasner? Yeah, I think so. I hope so. Uh, obviously, um, Helen Gim was very closely aligned with uh, Krasner, and you know she she didn't lose by a huge margin. Um, she and Rebecca kind of canceled each other out, but she clearly was not the preferred candidate. And I I think I don't know maybe it was a proxy vote against Larry Krasner uh, when they picked Sherelle. and you know because and and I and I love the fact that a black woman with a young black boy. Mm-hmm. living in uh, a part of the city that has a fairly high crime rate was elected as the democratic representative for you know mayor and you have a um a, a privileged affluent white district attorney who doesn't run the risk of being shot in the head when he goes home um I think I think it's a it, it's kind of like a um, a statement that no Larry we're sick of your policies we're tired you're not helping us you don't care about victims I said that on Inside Story last week they were talking about um, Officer Dial being uh, the charges being refiled against yes. him and one of the other panelists said well we you know we need to worry about the family and the care about the victim the family uh, the victim the victim's family and and I agreed and I said yeah maybe we should start worrying about the victim. Families, we haven't been doing that up to this point. We didn't care about the family of Sean Schellinger, you know, when he was murdered. Yes. Larry Krasner hasn't shown any concern for victims, so that would be a nice change of pace, wouldn't it? It sure would be. And speaking of Sean and his family, I know that you were in Ty Gray Hills, his uh, latest, you know, film that is out. Are you satisfied with it after seeing it? Because sometimes when you're interviewed for something, you don't necessarily see the completed piece. So I just wanted your take on that. Well, I was happy with my tiny little piece where I was doing the cheerleader kind of thing for Frank Rizzo because I love the man. I don't care. You know, it's, 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 it's Frank's my guy, my homie. Um, I think uh, Ty Gray's brilliant. Uh, I, I adore him, and I think he's such a master of that form, um, you know, of the documentary. I will say I was throwing things at the television screen when I would see uh, Keir Bradford Gray come on and talk about, you know, this poor little kid. Uh, you know, Michael White, the, the murderer, being just, oh, you know, he was just a kid, and I saw his eyes, and he looked so sad, and I'm like, I almost broke my television screen, because <laughs> I'm thinking, yeah, he stabbed Sean in the back. So, let me put it this way. I think that it was an extremely well-done documentary. Um, I don't think that um, Ty Gray let any, we, we have no idea what Ty Gray thinks about it. I don't yeah. think that he, he put his thumb on the scale, but I do think that Michael White was given way, way too sympathetic um, a, a hearing, and I do think that that Sean Sean's family was given full opportunity to express their views, and God bless them. Um, but to be really honest, I I think that 
Michael White came off looking a lot better than he really is. And um, But I do think it's a great documentary, and I would recommend it to everyone. Uh, and you can make your own decisions. It's like a Rashomon kind of thing. Mm-hmm. What I would think about it from my personal perspective and my personal views is very different from what Keir Bradford Gray would think about it um, or somebody else who is very, very supportive of Michael White, which I am absolutely not. But I do think it was a really, really well done piece of work. And, uh, and you know, Ty Gray deserves deserves an Oscar. I don't know. Do you get Oscars for things that come out on Paramount Plus? I hope so. Yeah, I mean, it's a in the documentary category. It's seventy two seconds in Rittenhouse Square. But we were Anthony Dorenzo and I were so we say Christine's in it, Dom's in it. It's very you know we were glad that you guys your voices were included because I think that's an important voice and yeah. the yeah. Schellinger family as well. It was just such a I think it was a. a travesty because it was all Krasner centered because he of course didn't charge him with anything but something he knew that that would get thrown out and you know it was Krasner orchestrated yep exactly exactly Christine Flowers (laughs) I gotta run we have so much going on today um but thank you so much I always love just picking your brains and by the way we don't plan this we don't we don't know what we're necessarily we knew we were going to talk about your latest column but and we I just love throwing things and and getting you to react to them in a real-time manner. So thanks, Christine. Well, I love you. Everybody loves you. I was <laughs> just stop. talking to another person that, that loves you that I'll tell you about. You know, I'll text you about it. And um, <laughs> and that's the way it goes. So talk to you soon, my darling. Talk okay? to you soon. Thanks, Christine. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. <laughs> But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas... Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.